Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Freedom Warrior Podcast. Today is January 23rd. Today, ahead on the program, the AOC Marxism problem, a new law in New York City, de Blasio, I'm sorry, Cuomo, uh, has a 24-week abortion law that's, I believe, going into effect. That's crazy. Uh, Let's also jump into, if there's time, why Democrats love crime, or more example, another example of it, I should say, in Washington, D.C. All right. Communism. Marxism. The left is rapidly, rapidly running to the left and... They are led by Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, the new ignorant millennial. Uh, So let's start calling her by her proper title, which is a Marxist. Here's a fun fact. Marxists murdered nearly 100 million human beings during the 20th century. Ocasio-Cortez is a Marxist, and her ideology is dangerous as dangerous as terminal cancer. We have the evidence in our history books, the ones that haven't been whitewashed. What Americans are witnessing is a direct byproduct of decade after decade of little to no education on the malicious menace of deadly communism and Marxism. We won the Cold War, but we lost it in our classrooms. And communists have always been applauded for their idealism, their passion for equality. The reality is that they create famines through shortages and price controls, wars, and there's a body count in the tens if not hundreds of millions to show for it all. As Reagan warned, we cannot give in to the temptation of declaring, quote, both sides equally at fault to ignore the facts of history and the aggressive impulses of an evil empire, which is communism he was referring to. So communism and or Marxism, it deprives individuals of their inalienable rights. It is inherently totalitarian. It's an atheistic ideology that strives for a classless utopia, a better, even perfect world. That's why they call it a utopia, I guess. Um, You know, the promise is... They have failed every nation that they've ever touched. You cannot find an ideology that has more consistently delivered misery and failure to a larger, more broad swath of people than Marxism. The problem isn't that it's only sort of effective. The problem is that it delivers the exact opposite of its promise. Ocasio-Cortez is too ignorant to recognize this, too blinded by idealism. So let's do some math. The number of deaths that you can attribute that historians on the low end have attributed to Marxism and communism. In the USSR, at minimum 20 million poor souls who are no longer here. Wouldn't be here anyway at this point, but I'm saying in their time they were taken early. 65 million in China. A million in Vietnam, two million in North Korea, two million in Cambodia, two million in Eastern Europe, 150,000 in Latin America, 
1.7 million in Africa and 1.5 million in Afghanistan. These are, again, all low-ball numbers. Most accounts of the USSR alone exceed 33 million, with many others suggesting that it's twice that. Cold War historian Lee Edwards estimates the Soviet government were responsible for the death of 61.9 million of their own people between 1917 and 1987. But let's just look back at those numbers I read off. We're talking about a number exceeding, at minimum, 95 million people. And we're talking an era when there were less people on the planet. So that's a pretty substantial number. That's a statistic at that point. Yet we still have to deal with Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez spouting off the same ideology. The most remarkable thing about Marxism is that it has an equally failed track record across wildly different national cultures from all over the globe, completely unrelated to each other. They all experience mass violence. Violence is always the new standard, institutional policy of the new revolutionary order. Marxists are either moral monsters, monumental idiots, or people caught in the, some form of insanity. And let's take it back to its origins. So Karl Marx himself, he was a basement-dwelling loser, just like so many of his present-day followers. I'm thinking of the hipsters and many others, but all of them, really. Uh, you know, his parents, Karl Marx's parents, quit bankrolling his laziness, and he eventually refused to even attend his own father's funeral. So, yes, even Karl Marx had daddy issues. Uh, prior to that, Marx was a leech on his father. Even after marrying and having children, Marx refused to work, continuing to live off his parents. He drained his parents' life savings dry. His mom said that she wished, quote, Carl would accumulate capital instead of just writing about it, unquote. It's so appropriate that the ideology continues today based on the same fundamental jealousy, greed, laziness and ignorance uh, back to Marx his wife and children couldn't even depend on a roof over their heads the year after he published his famous or infamous communist manif manifesto Marx's landlord evicted them the whole family children and all and he wasn't just a single he didn't just have one kid he had I believe five in addition to this, Marx was a dirty slob. He didn't bathe or groom. He had warts and boils from this refusal to perform the most basic hygienic function known to mankind, which is showering. Uh, he was basically like Cartman in that episode of South Park where he played World of Warcraft for 24 hours a day, just, you know, pre-World of Warcraft. And then in addition to this, which is pretty remarkable, Marx had... As I said, I believe five children. Four of them died before he did. Their father was an irresponsible idealist. And that's, again, pretty appropriate given all of what we know about Marxism. This brings me back to Ocasio-Cortez. Today we face a threat from within. We face a threat of entitled, sanctimonious, short-sighted Marxists who are ignorant of history. And I am talking to you, Ocasio-Cortez. Putting a bow on that one, all right? 
Marxism, bad idea. Been tried. It's a big failure. Moving on. 24 weeks of weak abortions. So given that it's the March for Life week, I'd like to share an evil story developing in New York City, according to Grace Carr over at Daily Caller. So New York governor, it's, I guess it's not New York City, it's New York, just the state. Uh, Cuomo, the governor of New York, signed a bill Tuesday night expanding abortion access and codifying a woman's right to abort under state law. Now, what does this do? The bill will allow women to have abortions after 24 weeks in cases where the there's an absence of fetal viability or at any time when necessary to protect the patient's life or health, which I don't think anyone really argues with on the subject of abortion anyway. So uh, the, the interesting part there is there's an absence of fetal viability. So let's look at this, the whole timeline of pregnancies. They last 40 weeks. And we're talking about not just 24 weeks. We're talking about after 24 weeks. We're well beyond the halfway point. We're almost into the third trimester. Uh, and it's they're saying in law, by law that it's okay for Planned Parenthood to uh, suck that baby right out of there. Um, we're talking about a baby who is approximately a foot in length at this point of development. That's at 24 weeks. It's only getting bigger or, uh, you know, afterwards, where she or he, I should say, is getting bigger afterwards. At 24 weeks, the baby would be considered viable with a chance of survival if they were born prematurely. We're talking about a baby with a chance of survival if they're born. But on top of that, we're talking about a fully formed face with eyelashes, eyebrows, hair. We're talking about developed lungs, a heart, you know, all of that. We're talking about a baby that can hear voices, which is why they encourage mothers to sing and chat with their babies at this stage. I mean, even the week before, at week 23, babies are capable of, of REM, dream sleep. They can, they can be dreaming of, uh, you know, living. <laughs> um, you know, and they, by the way, at week 23, may be startled by sudden noises, such as sneezing, you know, when their mom gets the sniffles or something. Uh, they are aware so this is what Cuomo just legalized, killing on a whim, for basically any reason whatsoever, so long as some, you know, subjective doctor, abortion doctor, deems the baby to be non-viable, which is, I would think, going to be the case most, most times when they can make money and, you know, they're already an abortion doctor who believes in abortion. I'm not alone on this issue, thinking this is insane and evil. Ninety, or I'm sorry, 75% of Americans support significant abortion restrictions and say abortion should not be legal after the woman is three months pregnant. Well, this is beyond that, and according to a that's according to a January 15th Marist poll, uh, and 60% of Americans support banning abortion after 20 weeks except to save the life of the mother, which, you know, that's understandable. I get that. So this is the fringe in this case are the people who support abortion at this stage of pregnancy. They are by far the fringe. May God help us. It's easy to keep your head in the sand on this issue, but this just isn't right. And we 
all know it. And even progressives or Marxists know deep down they're doing something evil and wrong, but we'll never get them to admit it. So we'll see how the courts, uh, what they have to say about this. And lastly, moving to another issue here in Washington, D.C., Democrats continue to love crime. According to a story by Helen Lyons over at Daily Caller again, uh, the D.C. City Council voted 11 to 2 to override their the mayor Bowser's Bowser's from like Mario, I guess. I don't know. Uh, Bowser had a veto of their bill, which decriminalizes fare evasion on the metro. Uh, so the city overrided the veto with an 11 to 2 vote. Now they have joined the likes of California, Seattle, Portland, New York, and other progressive havens with such measures that are already enacted. So this is a quote coming from Nassim Mashiri, policy director of the ACLU of the D.C. area. That is uh, the title of a person who is clearly a leftist. (laughs) Um, But here's what they said. With today's vote, the council sent a clear message that it is committed to progressive criminal justice reform that dismantles the systemic racial and economic injustice that has only harmed our communities. To be clear, that's unquote there, to be clear, we are talking about legalizing theft simply because too many black people in the city are guilty of said theft. This is ridiculous. This is, <laughs> this is just crazy. Um, I mean, why don't we just make it free to use the Metro if you're black? I mean, that's essentially what's happening here. Maybe they can feel the prototype gate that scans melanin levels in the skin. I'm sure MLK would be proud of the direction Democrats seem to be taking racial identity politics. I can just imagine. I have a dream that black people will be treated differently than other races based purely on their skin color. I have a dream that black people will be able to illegally bypass the metro gate without paying a fare, without criminal penalty. Does that sound like Martin Luther King? Okay, anyways. Uh, not the voice, you know, I mean the, the, the message. All right, so this is an asinine bill that was introduced by council member Trayon White, a man who made headlines earlier in the year by accusing Jews of controlling the weather. Yes, the weather. He accused Jews of controlling the weather, and he is in a position of power on the D.C.'s uh, council or city council. Not a small city this lunatic is on uh, council for, and he's proposing laws that are passing, crazy laws. Uh, So proponents of the decriminalization bill, including White, cited a disproportionate effect of such laws on people of color. Okay, well, I... I can't help that that's happening, but like they're doing it like they're they're doing it. Like I'm not saying all black people are doing this. I'm just saying I can't help if there's a disparity in a law that you have enacted. It's not like other people aren't held to the same standard. They just aren't doing it. Um, So the Washington Metropolitan Area Transit Authority or WMATA that manages the metro system opposes the bill saying it would cost them millions and leave 
Metro Transit Police unable to mitigate other types of crime on the subway. Valid point. Uh, quote they had here said that our union's membership is made up of more than 80% people of color. We are mindful of the disproportionate effect of fare evasion citations, but we do not believe that inviting theft is a reasonable way to resolve this issue. The council's bill, as written, encourages more evasion that leads to assaults on bus operators, station managers, and creates greater tension between paying riders and fare evaders. Uh, yeah, I don't see how you can't understand that this is going to happen as a second and third order effect. See yesterday's, yesterday's episode for more on that. Um, but this same bill, which also decriminalizes smoking, eating, spitting, littering, and playing music without headphones, passed uh, 10 to 2 on December 4th last year, but Bowser vetoed it in January or on January 16th. So I'm not sure if those are all going to make it in. But either way, you know, they, they're trying to legalize smoking on the subway, spitting and littering. And I mean, what it, this kind of comes off a little bigoted. I'll get to that in a sec. But this this bill is insane and finds you know, you find this in Democrat policies all over the country. I'm, I've done one insane policy over in Los Angeles yesterday. I've got another one here in uh, Washington, D.C., another one, a bill up there in New York. I've, you know, I'm up to like three bills in three in two days that are insane and they just never end. So once again, we see the soft bigotry from the left. They want to legalize theft, littering, smoking and other crimes because they believe these things are the things that black people do. They even admit their motivation is protecting black people specifically. So I, I don't know where we go from here. Uh, I guess just get used to people who didn't pay on the metro and dealing with crime and, uh, you know, tons of abortions and also dealing with a ton of Marxists who somehow made it to Congress at age like 27 or 8, whatever she is. So to recap, Marxism is completely evil and the left is ignoring it and racing in the direction of it there's a 24 or later week abortion in new york now or there will be soon if it passes and in washington dc enjoy your miserable time on the metro i think i'll just jump into traffic uh with my vehicle and suck it up in the traffic jam every day because that sounds horrible being next to people who are legally allowed to spit all over the place, join for f the, the metro for free. They're allowed to blast their headphones right next to my head, uh, you know, in a confined space. And they're allowed to do all kinds of other things. So uh, keep it up, Dems. Uh, you're exposing yourselves as the radicals that you are. Again, this is the Freedom Warrior Podcast. My name is Derek. Thanks for tuning in. Go ahead and uh, subscribe to the the. Uh, podcast if you can i would appreciate it and have a great rest of the week and as always enjoy your freedom